Welcome to Leadership Conversations with Josh Reich and Casey Sees. We have the conversations leaders want to have so they can win at leadership. Now, on to our show. And welcome to another episode of Leadership Conversations. This is Casey Cease along with my good friend Josh Reich, and we're really glad that you joined us today. Today, we are going to spend some time talking about passion and leadership and, and what, what to do with that, what happens when you lose it, what happens if you're not feeling it, um, you know, what if you get critiqued for having too much passion, all those type of things. And so I wanted to bring Josh in and let him just get us kicked off. And Josh, just kind of give us the, the you know, let's pick up the conversation that you and I were having as it pertains to leaders and passion and specifically also dealing with church leadership as well. Yeah, I think, you know, when you think about leadership, the leaders that we respect, the leaders that we follow are typically leaders who exert and have a lot of passion, are excited about what they're doing, are excited about where their church or organization is going. I mean, that's one of the reasons that people start things. You know, they see a problem, they see something that the world is missing, they see an opportunity um, in a market. And so they jump into it and they jump into it with both feet and really passion in a lot of ways is what gets things off the ground. But as things go, passion begins to wane. People begin to just get tired. Um, And as well, passion can get misdirected in a lot of different ways. And I think what's interesting, as we were talking earlier before recording this, one of the things that I've noticed among a lot of pastors is they love to talk about the Apostle Paul and his theology. Uh, They love to preach through uh, Romans and Ephesians, and they love to sit around and just talk about the depths of Paul's theology, which is all true um, and which is all um, something that's important, especially for uh, the Reformed tribe that you and I are a part of, Casey, that that really built on. But what we don't talk a lot about is Paul's drive and urgency as it relates to mission, church planting, leadership development, and just that drive and, and just passion and that urgency of today, today might be the last day. So I'm giving all that I have. And so I think that's something that gets missed a lot in leadership. And I know I've heard a lot of pushback about it. Um, I know you've heard some of that as well. Um, and I feel like that's a missing component for a lot of pastors and leaders. But I think what goes to the underlying question of the issue of passion is motive. Like why, what are you really passionate for? And I think that's where some pastors and some business leaders get critiqued, right? People believe that pastors are solely passionate about growing a big organization or building a name for themselves or doing anything else. But the people I've known who have really tried to take a holistic view of the Apostle Paul's ministry and vision was that they, the urgency behind their calling motivated the why to, to the motivation uh, and to the energy and passion behind what they were doing. And, and I think that's where we get really caught off guard, both in business and in ministry, is a lot of times people want to question our intention of why is that person so passionate or what are they so passionate about? And so you and I have both planted churches. We've been a part of growing organizations. I've, you know, I'm a publisher on a publishing company, Lucid Books, and we've been a part of growing organizations. And so what are some ways you think that a leader could begin thinking through and asking questions to check their heart um, about motives behind um, pushing uh, because of passion? Yeah, I think, you know, whenever I talk about just like the drive or passion that I have, one of the things that people will often say to me is they'll quote Jesus when Jesus said that he will build his church. And so they'll say, you know, Josh, it's not you. It's not on you to build um, the church. Jesus is going to do it. But I think there's there's a difference that 
that I've begun to see in my own heart of, am I, do I feel the weight of leadership and yet at the same time trust that Jesus is doing all that Jesus claimed he will do? Yeah. You know, and I think that's an important distinction um, that there is a weight. I mean, even Paul, one of the things um, that I've been reading recently is through second Corinthians and Paul just talks about the daily pressure that he felt for all of the churches. Absolutely. Like there, there's yeah. a daily pressure that for leaders that you feel because if you're leading a church or an organization, there are people who are dependent on that church or organization for their salary, for yes. their livelihood. There are people who are counting on you. There are uh, people that are expecting you to perform and do a certain job um, or, or perform a certain thing for them. And so there, there's a daily pressure to leadership that I think can very easily be seen as um, a problem or as sin, but it's not. Um, it's just taking ownership of the things that you do. And so I think that's a really important distinction um, to talk about at the very beginning, because otherwise uh, it just becomes a rating system. I feel like it, you know, yeah, and so, but I think, you know, returning to the question about um, just unhealthy passion, you know, how that shows up. I think when you start to, when you start to see how your church or organization can really influence or build your dream and your platform only. Yeah. And that's where, especially in the social media world, there's all this talk about platform. There's all this talk. If you don't have a platform, you can't get a book deal. If you don't have a platform, you can't have this happen. And so everybody is comparing, you know, how many Twitter followers and Instagram followers and how awesome they are and everything. And so I think it's very easy uh, for leaders to fall into that trap um, and to really have an overinflated view of who they are. Absolutely. And that goes back to the discussion we had a couple of episodes ago about identity and the leader that, you know, once you start finding your value, your worth and your identity in what you're doing rather than whose you are, um, I think that that's very problematic. Additionally, um, you know, when it talks about Jesus building his church, you know, I think, yes, there, are, there is absolute ecclesiological truth there, but, but also um, we do firmly affirm soteriologically, salvation speaking, Jesus is the only hope for people to be reconnected with God and to be a part of the body of Christ, the church. Um, but you see throughout the New Testament narrative that, like you said, Paul, man, he grinded after it. I mean, there are many times where he refused to take any money from the congregation for the sake of his well-being and, and chose instead to mend tents or be bivocational intentionally so that he could give everything he had to the church without taking anything from her. And, and I think we lose that. And a lot of times when, uh, when people talk to me about being bivocational ministry intentionally, um, they, they question either my fidelity at times, even if they don't come out and say it, like, you know, are you, are you just using the church until you can do business or using business, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I believe God's uniquely wired me so that I can receive some support from the gospel, but so that I would never become a burden on the local body um, so that we can continue to go further together because the time is short and there are more churches that need to be planted. And I, I want to be a generous contributor, not only financially, but also with my gifts. And you see this, this tension that goes there because I get it. There are stories of pastors who they have lost their way and um, have instead, you know, focused on their brand, their build, building their name and everything else. But I think to presume that of someone who is passionate, I think, is is not very wise, and especially if you start wanting to um, to try to stifle that in somebody. Yeah. Do you think, Casey, that many times when we see people who are passionate, do you think that that, that intimidates people? I think that convicts me sometimes, Josh, because there's seasons I'm not feeling very passionate. 
you know, and I'm convicted at times when I'm around people who have a zeal for evangelism that maybe I'm not currently living into at that time or have a mm-hmm. passion for missional living or a desire to see churches planted or um, just love, love being generous. And it, I think part of it is we, we want to quickly point the finger rather than search our own heart. And I think that the mercy and grace that God gives us in the context of community with other people is rather than point fingers, we ought to really be introspective and say, what's going on within me that's making me, you know, feel this way. Cause maybe that person is just all about their own hustle. But most of the time, the people I've been around who are, are getting after it, they really do have a genuine desire. It's not that they're perfect, but their, their desire isn't just for their namesake or their reputation or fame. It really is for the fame of Christ. And I think, um, you know, we have to ask before we start pointing the finger is, you know, is my lack of zeal what bringing, what is bringing me conviction at this time about this person? And, and again, like I said, it's not to say that there aren't people out there, but I think a lot of people could actually stand to fan the flame of passion a bit more, not less. So what do you do? I mean, you've had those seasons. I've had those seasons. I mean, anybody listening to this has had those seasons where they are, they're struggling to be passionate about what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe their, their, their church or their company hasn't gone the way they expected it to. They're in the midst of it's things aren't going up and to the right. You know, there's a lot of up and down or maybe steps backwards. What are some things that you've done or that you would encourage people to do who are listening to this to regain that passion. A couple of things I've done, Josh is first, just acknowledge, uh, man, I, I don't, I don't really have much passion right now and start asking the important question. Why in some seasons it's been fatigue in other seasons, it's been an emotionally tough season. Um, in other seasons, it's just been stress from different elements of ministry or business. I think, I think just the awareness of it begins there. I think the second thing to do is to uh, bring your community in, into that. And if you don't have one, I encourage you to go find one. That's one of the things I love the most about X29 in Houston specifically is the network of like-minded pastors going after the same goal of planting churches that plant churches. Uh, and, and so I have several friends in the network that we connect with that we can call and say, man, I'm, I'm not feeling it right now. What's, what, what's exciting, you know, what's exciting to you in the gospel? What's, what's encouraging you? And, you know, there's times where we all get together and we just lick our wounds. We're all feeling pretty beat up or, you know, after Hurricane Harvey down here, I know many of us were wiped out, you know, because either we had been affected directly or we had been serving those who have been affected. And so coming back together mutually encouraging each other, being around people who understand and also being encouraged by the zeal and passion of other people. Um, because you know, that, that's where I find most encouragement. That's how part of the reason you and I started talking is just talking about leadership and how do we mend together this desire, um, for the local church, both in our local church and other local churches. How do we, um, how do we utilize our gifts to reach other leaders in various industries and environments, profit and nonprofit to really impact life, especially for gospel centered ministry, um, both within the church and outside the church. I think getting around other people who are wrestling with that is important. I think part of it is, you know, take it as an invitation from the Lord to evaluate, you know, maybe your passion's not there because you're being called elsewhere, or maybe your passion's not there because you're human and you need to rest. Maybe your passion's not there because there's been a lot of strain in your marriage. Like rather than just try to, um, and that's the biggest thing I know I face as a leader is the temptation to avoid asking those hard questions rather than leaning into those hard questions. Yeah. How about no, you? Man? Yeah, a couple of things that I would add to that is to go back to where your passion started. Oh, you know, there's um, for many of us, our passion and our calling for something began somewhere. It began, you know, at, at a place or at a conference or out in the woods, you know, on a hike. And, you know, I, the longer I'm in leadership, the more 
importance I'm putting on the idea of place and just the way that God speaks in those places. And so I think it's important to get back to that as well as just looking at, at small wins and celebrations. I think one of the reasons that our passion wanes as leaders is we're constantly looking for the big win. Yes. We're just looking for, you know, for the championship trophy, the home run. We're just looking for that, that big event. You know, everything's about big events or the next, the next launch, the next new series, the next product launch. And, and to look for just smaller wins and celebrations. You know, as a pastor, just, just looking at the steps people are taking in small ways, just those small wins um, that, that, you can, that you can celebrate with your team. And, and I think, too, just getting around passionate people is always helpful for me, even if they're passionate, especially um, if they're passionate about things that I'm not necessarily passionate about, just to hear, just to hear the fire that they have in their belly about what they're doing. And, and I think that's, that's just a really, really important thing. And I, I would say this is an encouragement. One of the things I've heard Carrie Newhoff talk about a lot, and I've just seen other pastors do it and has been encouraging to me is that many times when our passion is waning and we want to throw in the towel, um, Carrie talks about how many times people will quit right before their breakthrough yep. right before um, that thing they're longing for. And I know that when I've had just hard seasons where, where I'm pushing through with everything that I have um, right on the other side of that um, is that breakthrough that I would have missed if I would have thrown the towel in. And, and so, it, so if you're there, don't quit. Don't give up. It, it, like Casey said, it might be a season where you need to ask some hard questions, where you need to maybe pull back and have some people speak into some places of your heart um, and, and look at calling them where you are, but don't give up. Um, it's not a place to give up. Just keep going. So, And one thing I, I've, I've found as well, you know, I, I coach quite a few pastors and leaders and even business guys, the, the, the people I've coached over the years, they sometimes they just don't have a plan. Like, and without a plan, our passion is just wasted. It's misdirected. It's easily distracted. And so you have this sense of passion, but you, you don't really have focus and passion without focus is actually dangerous. Right. And mm. so having, having a coach or having a team around you that can help you direct passion um, is important because a lot of times um, in leadership, when I haven't had a plan or if I haven't been looking at some of the goals that we have set or focused on those type of things, then I get, I get pet passions, things that I'm passionate about, but aren't necessarily helpful to the organizations I'm involved with. And so I could put a lot of time, energy and emotion into those things and have very little return. And so when you get a, a plan in place and perhaps get a coach or get, join a mastermind or find a group that you can push into having that, that focus will greatly uh, help you to get passionate. Again, I remember um, our church plant at the very beginning almost didn't go because we had a group of folks with us and they decided they were called to a church that's a little more established. And I was just beat up and drawn out and I didn't know what else to do. And so I went with, met with my former pastor, Chuck Land, who's a pastor of Crossbridge Community Church in Sugarland, Texas. And we were there for five years with him, I was on the launch team and went and sat with him. And he said, well, what's your plan? I said, at this point, man, I don't know. You know, I was raising money for a fall launch, but now I don't think it's going to take place. This is August, just so you know. So we were, we were hoping to launch in a month or two and then everybody left. And so I, I don't know, man, maybe I missed God. And he said, well, let's make a plan for, you know, uh, two weeks before Easter in April because uh, Easter was going to be late in April that year. And so he said, let's, let's, let's have it here. Okay, and let's do three monthly previews leading up to it. So we walked back through 
January. He says, okay, so the, the benchmarks for you are you're going you're gonna to need to raise this much amount of money and recruit this many core team members in order to have a viable process to be able to go and start the, the public um, you know, preview services in January. And so it gave me a plan with some real clear benchmarks that we'd be able to see along the way whether or not the Lord was in it or not. Um, and, and that my, my passion, you know, I, I took another day or two to feel sorry for myself and then, you know, prayed and, you know, got alone with the Lord, looked at the plan and said, let's try. And we did. And out of nowhere, man, the Lord just, I think that's the beautiful synergy of passion and the Lord building his church that we had people that we had talked to six months before call up and say, Hey, we really feel like God's calling us to be a part of what you're doing now. Can we? And we're like, uh, well, let's pray. Yes, please show up. <laughs> and, you know, and people say, hey, I've got, I had 10,000 extra to give away this year. I'd love to send it to your church plant. I mean, just it was amazing to watch the Lord work, but it was also part of that, that planning. It's kind of the, you know, like the book Trellis and the Vine, that idea that in order for the organic growth to happen, you have to have structures in place. And so I think your passion needs structure. And so I think when people say the Lord, you know, the Lord builds his church. Absolutely. But the Lord in his kindness invites us to participate and in, in be a part of what he's doing. And I think we miss out on a lot of joy and a lot of opportunity by not taking that seriously. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree. Well, any closing thoughts, Casey, as we wrap up today on this, on this topic of passion? Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're lacking passion right now, you are not alone. You have not been meant to just be a, uh, just a nonstop tap of passion, right? We, we are human right? Jesus was the only one that could be fully God and fully man. And even Jesus went and took breaks and got rest. Even Jesus spent time in prayer. Um, and so, you know, let's, let's not, let's not try to surpass our leader and Lord, whether you're a business person or a pastor, let's be where we are. And I would just really encourage you as you, um, as like Josh said, I think it's beautiful for me when I'm feeling far from the Lord, I'll go slow down and read through Romans again, because it was in that place when I started reading through Romans many years ago that the Lord really started stirring my heart for the deeper things of God. And so I really want to encourage people, remember those days. I think the, the Old Testament's chock full of, uh, of commands to remember. Go back to the altars. Remember where the Lord moved and go back and seek. Don't seek that place or that experience. Seek the God of that place and, and mm-hmm. he will meet with you and revive you. Anything you got you to say to close this out, Josh? Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that we tell our teams every, every single week at Revolution, we tell our volunteers this, is that it's always somebody's first Sunday at our church. Yeah. And if you think back, one of the things that helps me is to think back to those early days um, as a church planter, you know, week one, week two, you know, if you went to an established church for, for your job to think back to that first Sunday, you know, the first Monday at your first job and, and the passion and the excitement that you had in that first week, you know, the butterflies, you know, is this going to work? Is anyone going to show up? And one of the things that I try to just dig into is to remember what that was like Um, and not to recreate it, but to go back to this is what this is the this is the force. This is the drive that that took me at the very beginning. And for me, that's just a really helpful thing. Um, It's a really helpful thing to, to dig into that. And so if you find yourself just waning in passion, like Casey said, you're not alone, but the season won't last forever. It is a season. And on that note, Josh, thanks so much for your time today. And for those of you listening to us here at Leadership Conversations, we're grateful for you to join us. We'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Leadership Conversations with Josh Reich and Casey Cease. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, head on over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe to our podcast. Also, head on over to our website at www.leaderconvos.com. 